folks, and welcome into episode 216 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brendan Queeley, and despite the uh, marks on my face, no, I am not the uh, the evil twin of, uh, of, of Brendan Queeley. I am the Brendan Queeley. Uh, I walked into the podcast studio, and I think what, James, it took you... I don't know, 15, under, 20 under, seconds under a minute. to yeah. go, what happened to your face? And, uh, well, what happened to my face is... Um, it's a little Dr. Evilish. My <laughs> it's, it doesn't look good. I'll say that. It doesn't look good. It happened twice. He did it twice. The second time is what you're seeing right now. It's much worse. You, you can't see it too much up here on, uh, on my eyebrow, but he got me there as well. Uh, my now five-month-old uh, puppy who I think is a lab, pit bull, mix, not sure. What I do know is that he's getting bigger every single day. Uh, he's got a lot of energy. He's very loving, a very, very happy dog, and sometimes he just can't control his excitement. And so uh, this was, yeah, this was yesterday. Uh, I had gotten home, uh, went out and did a little uh, grocery shop and cooked some dinner last night and let him out of his cage and he starts running around the house like a maniac and he jumps and just rakes my left eye and like he gets me on the bridge of the nose and right underneath my eye and it was a bleeder man i i i I washed the the rag but it was there was a lot of blood on it and so yeah right now i've got these two pretty distinct scratch marks coming down the left side of my face and underneath my eye uh, and then uh, just a couple of days before that, again, I had let him out of his cage. He got very excited. He knocked me down to the ground. And then I, I'm so lucky because I, cl- I must have closed my eye at the right time uh, because he scratched again right underneath the left eye and then right on the eyebrow of the right eye. And I just had these, like, again, two huge claw marks. Uh, I love him. He is a great dog. I was not happy when he did it to me the second time. I was understanding the first time. I was like, <laughs> all right. But, like, the second time he did it, I'm like, you're going right back in your cage because I can't. I got to go clean myself up now because, I, I mean, I had blood coming down my face. Uh, it doesn't look that bad now, but, like, he had got me on the on the nose, which I would assume is. Yeah, like, yep, I can see the one on the nose now that you turn your head a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he got in there. Like, it, 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 it got in there. Uh, and so I plenty of blood coming down, but... Uh, Good dog. Just, I'm going to have to... It happens with pets. Yes. They get excited. Yeah, they do. Um, and I think, I, I don't know what the solution is, but... Um, I, you know, as I think as puppies get older, they get a you know, they'll calm down a little bit. i got to chop his balls off. I know that. Pretty soon, <laughs> pretty soon that, that dog's got to get neutered. Um, the, the vet suggested doing it at nine months. Most... Uh, I think before it was like six months is when you're supposed to get them spayed and neutered. Um, but it, seem, it seems like the, the wisdom now from a lot of um, the veterinary community is to wait until nine months. But my vet said, he's like, but if it gets to a point, like if he's too crazy, you know, we can always do it before then. So I think we're going to do it before then. I think we're going to go ahead and lop those suckers off. Uh, that'll, that'll change him. As it will. It'll yeah, calm him down. Yeah, he'll be... Uh, he won't love me as much anymore. <laughs> so welcome into uh, episode 216 of the Get Around Podcast. Like I said, I am your host, uh, Brendan Queeley, and in the studio with me, senior sports writer, 
uh, and just overall wonderful human being, James <laughs> Cook. <laughs> oh, I gotta go fall at that one. You always, uh, you can always tell the people who aren't good at taking compliments because when you do compliment them, they try to laugh it off and go like, "No, I, it's, it's not me. I'm not a wonderful human being." But uh, uh, at least a stellar sports writer and great to have on the staff. And certainly through this time of us only being a two-man sports department, um, you've been a monster help. I can. Uh, I can say that for sure. Um, so the Get Around Podcast is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has a couple of locations, two in Traverse City. Although maybe they have more at this point because we've been doing these reads now for how long? I think it's still only two. Still only two? Well, whatever. So Jimmy John's has multiple locations, two, possibly more in Traverse City. We don't really know. Front Street point. and Airport. Uh, and uh, they make your subs that are freaky fresh and freaky fast because they are Jimmy John's. They are freak, yeah. There we go. All right, uh, we've got a, a <laughs> we got a decent show for you. No, I think it's a good one. We don't know. It's gonna yet. be a good so, one. It's gonna oh, be a good one. I think it'll be a good one. So this is even weirder than how it normally goes for our show because we always do the first part and the last part. Uh, at the same time, and then we'll do the athlete interview separate, and then yeah. edit yeah. that into the when middle. they can make it. Yeah. When they can yeah. make it. So, but today, today's Monday. We will not be releasing this podcast until Tuesday night. Yeah, Tuesday probably. evening. Yeah. Um, because we can't have our guests, um, which are Traverse City St. Francis softball players Brooke Meeker and Stephanie Schichtel. Um, we want to have them on because they right now they're eleven and zero and they are cruising and crushing uh, right now. Uh, especially Brooke Meeker, it'd be fun to talk to her and all the wild stats that she's been putting up uh, lately uh, at the plate. And they, for the foreseeable future, it seems like they play every Monday. Yeah, like just Monday after Monday after Monday they play, and so we wouldn't be able to have them on. And I decided, James, I actually I tossed this to you as, as kind of a uh, suggestion over the weekend and said, hey, what do you think about having them on Tuesday holding off on the podcast? Uh, because I think we should be talking to a couple players from one of the hottest teams uh, in our area right now because mm-hmm. uh, 11-0-1 and, and, and just playing the way that they are, um, coming off a tournament win uh, over the weekend. Um, it, it'll, be, it'll be good to have them on. Uh, I, I will say this right now, as I always do, do preemptively, uh, it, it'll be a great interview with uh, with Brooke and Stephanie. Uh, aside from that, coming up on the show as well, uh, we will be revealing the, or at least some of the members of the uh, 2022 Record Eagle All-Region uh, Boys Basketball Team, uh, Dream Team Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year, Coach of the Year, all that good stuff. I don't know if we'll get into all of it because we do want you to click on a link when it comes out on Sunday and pick up the newspaper when it comes out on Sunday as well. The conversation will be, I think, a little bit different than it was last week. Last week it was clear that Grace Bradford was the runaway player of the year. Um, This one, it's it's somewhat clear, but there are certainly uh, a, a couple of other candidates who are right in that same stratosphere as our player of the year who who could have certainly taken home uh, the honor Mm -hmm. as well we will get into our 
Get around Hall of Fame, two more athletes will be inducted into the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Uh, two softball players, again. Um, one of them happens to be a guest that we'll have. Weird. This Weird how that works out. Like, yeah. we invite the good people to be on the podcast. Right. It's yeah. almost like that. It's like we plan it out, or we try to make things like that happen. Uh, and then we'll get into our uh, Dual Lipa and... Uh, this one was inspired by the NFL draft, and I thought it would be fun to just go through the four major sports and then act as, say, owner, GM, whatever, and then we would draft any player, past or present, uh, that we would want to build our team, our franchise, around. Uh, and I think a lot of familiar names will come up, you know, those who we believe to be the best in their particular sport, uh, but it'll be... Uh, I think that'll be a fun conversation anyway, and it'll, it's always fun to just do that fantasy stuff. I mean, that's why I like mm-hmm. when I'm playing video games. If I'm playing MLB The Show, I like doing the fantasy draft on there. If I'm, I'm playing uh, you know, NBA yeah. uh, 2K, I like doing the fantasy draft, trying to build uh, a super team. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and, and get right now into the pulse and uh, discuss what's coming up on Sunday. Uh, James, I thought you did a, a great job on the uh, the girls all region team uh, especially the story about grace um you know just interesting to know kind of what she had to go through and playing such uh, an intense sport that requires good breathing good stamina uh and all that and, and fighting through that and yeah i don't know if i don't know if that was necessarily common knowledge outside of like the Glen Lake team probably not um so yeah, I thought it was interesting that she, uh, you know, played the season with asthma, which didn't get diagnosed until the pandemic. Yeah. Before then, I think she had maybe some trouble here and there breathing or whatever, but they tend to think that it got worse because of wearing masks. She also just strikes me as the and type of <clears throat> of girl player, what a person who wouldn't complain about it. Exactly. Yeah. She's just like, well, I got to deal with it. I'm just going to fight through it. It is what it is. Yep. Our dream team. For the boys' basketball team is would easily win a state championship. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like yeah, I, I think the, that it's a state championship team, and in any division, in my opinion, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm biased because these are the players that I know and watch. Probably, maybe. Um, but do you want to go ahead and do the honors of uh, announcing our, our player of the year, and then we'll get into the rest of the dream team and discuss um, those players who we thought could have. Uh, also been uh, player of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our our player of the year is, uh, you know, a little drum roll, but uh, uh, Traverse City St. Francis Junior Wyatt Nasadis. Um, I think he was just one of the most complete players in the area, and one of the players I think that I saw great defenders struggle to guard on a consistent basis. Like he just could go get his points even if the other team had taken one of their best guards and put him on him or somebody bigger uh, and everything. I think the best job that anybody did this season that I saw was when Benzie Central just said, they just put Kevin Hubble in the game and just said, go get him. We don't care if you foul out. Just go get him. Yeah, your job is Wyatt Nasadis, yep. and that's and it. And that's it. And he did a pretty good job in that in that Benzie game. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, I saw a lot of good basketball players around here not look that great when they had to guard Wyatt Nasadis. 
Um, and I so. think that's what elevated him is that you you have players who you look at his stats. You know, he he averaged eighteen and a half points a game, four assists, three point three rebounds, three point two steals per game. We have other players. We go down the list uh, of the dream team. Brock Roderick, he's our leading scorer, averaging 26.4 a game. Uh, Trevin Winkle, 22 points a game. Um, Brady Ewing, uh, 14 and a half. Cole Genema, I mean, uh, what a great season uh, that he had. But you said it. Nasadis, he was the most complete all-around player. Mm-hmm. And he's a good defensive, pretty good defensive player too. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, too. Um, I think for you know, me, he hits threes. He gets player. He gets other. He gets teammates involved too. He averaged four assists a game. Yep. On top of doing all that scoring, and um, you know, if if he wanted to be a ball hog and score thirty a night, he could have. You know, but. And did he only end up being? Uh, from the AP selection, he wasn't an, a first no, team. No, he only All-Stater. got second team. Yeah. yeah, he only got second That's team. That's because people I was didn't see him. Shocked. It's because people didn't see him. I think so. Yeah. And, yeah. and Evan Solomon got first team from the AP, and they're in the same division. But I think part of that is familiarity because Evan Solomon has been a kid that's been nominated for All State for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and has been, I will mention, I think twice. So I think some of the voters kind of saw that and said, you know, okay, well, this, if he's been on my mention twice and, and is a senior. So I don't know. Maybe that was a that is a possibility. If, if if some voter had to make a a call between Solomon and Nasadis, maybe that was a a thing. I don't you know. I don't know. I expected both of them to get it. You know. And yeah, it was pretty surprising. Yeah, and when considering I that, it, like we had already had our discussion about Player of the Year before those teams came out, and you and I had both agreed on on Nasadis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty surprised. I'm um, curious to not know. Not to knock Evan Solomon at all. I thought they would both be on there. Oh yeah, uh, I'm curious to know um, because I want to know if you and I are kind of on the same page here. If not, Wyatt, who? As the player of the year? Yeah. Uh, I would. I want to see. I want to see if we agree on this one. I would probably lean Dylan Barnowski. Yep. Me too. Just I think he is. Of, I think he's one a. Just because of how he put that team on his back. Uh, I mean, he had Sean Bramer, who's obviously another player who can put that team on his back. Um, but just the, the way they did that in the playoffs, game after game, and you know, a team where the other coaches could scheme against them because they mainly had two players that were eighty-five percent of their offense, and so they could scheme against those two players. But how many times it did not work and they both still had big nights and times when teams did double or triple Bramer underneath and just said Barnowski beat us he did yeah I I think this was it was very close uh, between those two I mean Barnowski had an incredible season uh, leading them to the uh, the state semifinals um, and what man what a game that was I'm so glad that you and I were able to be down there uh, and watch them and watch them come back and like again this close uh, to get in that state championship game uh, but he finished with uh, 21.3 points a game 6.3 rebounds seven assists leading the area in assists with seven yeah. assists a game and not a close no that wasn't cl- second so place seven wasn't a, close seven assists a game averaging you don't see in that in high, high school, school bat no you, you just do not. don't you just don't see that in high school in part because high school games are lower scoring than 
than college or pro games. Fewer minutes, too, obviously. But, I mean, you just don't see a kid average seven assists a game in, yeah. in high school. I mean, and that's that's just crazy. I mean, crazy. a lot of those are going to Sean Bramer, probably. But he's also finishing them. And you've got, they're both juniors, Nasetis and Barnowski, both juniors. So they're both coming back yeah. uh, next year. Yeah, and Bramer will be back next year as well. You've got you know, Anthony Reibel from Traverse City Central, mm-hmm. who's, uh, we're not going to reveal who the people are under the Dream Team, I think, but, you know, Anthony Reibel's on there and pretty high, you know, and he's a, a only a he's sophomore. He's a scorer, man. Like he is, yeah. He is. He plays with such confidence out there. I was again. Uh, we talked about Kendall Stanfest last week when I found out that she was uh, a sophomore, and that didn't make any sense to me because I she you know plays like a senior. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I remember watching Rival uh, the first time that I went out there. And I went, wow, that's that's gonna be tough losing him next year. And then I look at the roster and they say he's a sophomore. Well, okay, all right. Yeah, especially offensively, he is. He's advanced, yeah, for a, for a sophomore offensively. Well, he can just he can he's a spot up shooter. He's a pull up shooter. He can mm-hmm. he can score from anywhere on the court. Yeah, and he's got he's got pretty good size too for for a guard. So yeah, he's going to be a force for the next two years as well. So yeah, we had Cadillacs, uh, Cole Jenema, Petoskey's, Brady Ewing, uh, Lakeland All St. Mary's, Dylan Barnowski, uh, Trevin Winkle from McBain Northern Michigan Christian, and Brock Broderick from Traverse City Christian. Uh, uh, Finishing off uh, the dream team, as well. I, I mean, you look at those. You look at those last two in Winkle and Broderick, and the just pure scoring that you would get from those two. Mm-hmm. You're not the. There's not a defense that is stopping this team. Yeah, yeah. There's not. A, there's not a defense that can stop Trevin Winkle. I've talked to multiple players this year that have guarded him. And they've just said, it's just a matter of whether he misses. Like, I can't block his shot. It's, you know, he's he's like 6'4", maybe 6'5", maybe, six, five, maybe um, and just has a turnaround, fallaway, mid-range jumper that you can't get to. You just can't, you just can't block it. The best you can try to do is face guard him, but he's shot that shot so many times it's just a matter of whether he makes it or not it's like he just second nature i don't know Bro- i know broderick is the uh, the leading scorer at traverse city christian now he, he graduates this, as the leading scorer i don't know about winkle at nmc um but uh, again just yeah they didn't have records on that but they they were saying that there was only like a dozen maybe people who had hit a thousand okay um I think he's one of those kids who probably would be the leading scorer in school history if it wasn't for missing, um, you know, some games here and there from the COVID seasons and missing a whole postseason during COVID. You know, because most teams last year didn't play a full regular season. Most teams got maybe 15 games in, so you're you're missing out on five games there. Um, so, you know, for a guy like Winkle, that's another 100 and some points. Given the, the depth that we see, the talent uh in this area are there any players looking kind of up and down uh the second through sixth teams that uh you wish could have been uh you know a team higher 
anyone from the second team that you thought is a dream teamer or a third team that you thought would be on the second team? Um, yeah, well, I mean, uh, two of the guys that are on the second team, you know, in Bramer and Solomon, there's just only so many people that we could put on the dream team. Yeah. But I think they're they're right up there with everybody else yeah. and totally um, deserving. Um, and then you go down, you've got... I mean, you got Dylan Craig on the third team. Yeah. You've got Gavin Bisball on the third. Preston Mal- Like I know, I know we shouldn't be re- releasing all of these right now. We're not. But, like, that th- the third team is yeah. a state championship the, winning the third, team. The third team is a, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you'd have Luke Hazleton's on there, too. Right. So him and Bisball, you've got big guys in the middle. <laughs> and and Malpass. Yeah. You've got, you got three huge guys. And then Kyle Kazanowski is one of the better scorers, pure scorers in the area. Like, he can... He can score 20 on anybody on any given night. Uh, Dylan Craig's one of the most athletic guys in the area and one of the best dunkers. And uh, one of the best, I think, leaders. Yeah, he's uh-huh, a good defensive player. Well. He's a good defensive player, too. Is this the one of the, the deeper dream teams that you've seen in, in your time here? I think so. I think that basketball just in general has been uh, deeper the last, I don't know, say five years-ish. Okay. You know, and I think that's why we went to adding, we added a sixth team to this. It used to only be five. And so we added a sixth team because we were just like, man, there's guys on the honorable mention list on this that are, you know, deserve more than honorable mention. Yeah. You know, I think it was one of the, uh, um, it was one of the lonies at Frankfurt, I think, that one year was like the first guy on the honorable mention list. And I was like, this doesn't man, feel we, right. Man, we can't have a team where he's <laughs> on an honorable mention list. So I think that was maybe the impetus for adding, like, the sixth team the next year or something. <laughs> well, uh, again, these are being released on Sunday. Make sure that you pick up a copy of the Record Eagle where newspapers are sold and check us out online at uh, Record Eagle. I'm sorry, record-eagle.com backslash sports. So that will come out Sunday. Uh, I think if you're really interested in knowing, I think it's going to publish online at uh, at 5:30 a.m. Uh, we've got we'll have a little profile story on uh, Wyatt uh, ahead of that, and then inside will be the the list of the dream team through sixth team and honorable mentions. So, uh, James, again, good work on that. That ends our dream teams. It took us quite a while after the. Uh, winter sports season ended but right now it doesn't even it, it feels like i don't know to you but it feels like the spring sports season is just starting yeah yeah i think it's just getting kind of in in full gear which is keeping us on our toes as well yeah no doubt about that and with that in mind uh, let's go ahead and get into our interview with traverse city st francis softball players brooke meeker and stephanie schichtel It is my pleasure to welcome in Traverse City St. Francis softball players Stephanie Schichtel and Brooke Meeker. Thank you both uh, for being here on the Get Around Podcast. You know, we did this, we usually record on Mondays, but we wanted we wanted to have uh, St. Francis softball players on here, specifically given how good the team has been lately, so we delayed it a day so you guys could be on here uh, today. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. 
11 oh no 13 oh and one now you guys yep, were yes. when we recorded our original part of this yesterday it was 11 and one you won two games yesterday 18 to nothing and 18 to one uh we were talking about it a little bit before um uh we started recording here but it got to the point where you just started walking off base to get an out Yes. To kind of to kind of end things, can you take me through like the the sportsmanship of that and, and why that's something that you would do, James? We saw a game yesterday where a, a team scored fifty four runs in two games. Why is that something that a St. Francis team wouldn't do? Um, our coaches believe that we don't want to embarrass the team, so it's uh, that it's sportsmanship, but that's also what our school believes in. You know, character, compassion, compassion, and commitment. That's that's who we are as a school and as a program and uh, we certainly won't want that to happen to us. So we, you know, the golden rule: do it. You know, do it to others what you want to do yourself. So that's what we believe in. So how many runs do you think you could have scored? <laughs> oh, we could have kept going. <laughs> yeah, it could. It I mean, we and one of the innings we we scored nine runs on two outs. So yeah, yeah. That's the thing. We're kind of we we do a lot. No matter if it's a good team or. Yeah. A bad team for struggling or for doing great. We will rally with two, and we did that last night. We just kept going. Yeah. And how demoralizing does that have to be to another team? Like two out runs are just so frustrating. We mm-hmm. was that um, that was the first Joeberg. No, oh, no, Joeberg. When they, yeah. I think it was Joeberg, but they, their coach and their team kept saying, "Gosh, how many times have they scored with two outs?" Yeah, it was, it was, it was one of the team. I mean, we do that. We've done that with every team. Right. We do it with every team on two outs multiple times in multiple games so that's yeah it just really got into that team's head i think oh yeah i mean that will demoralize frustrate and then it'll completely take you out of it uh, mentally uh along with with that what has been the key to this hot start that uh the glads have gotten off to uh we are very short on numbers, and I think everyone knows that. We have 11 girls, started the season with nine because two of our girls were injured. Um, those girls are slowly working their way back into the lineups and back uh, from injuries, but we uh, were with the girls that we want to be with, and we knew that, and we're all a group of girls that want to work hard, and we know what our goal is at the end of the season, and it's to be standing on Michigan State's field at the end and in the state championship game so it's not about obviously right now but we know that this builds up to what we we have to get better every day so that's that's what we're looking to do yeah I think it's definitely our hard work we worked hard all winter a lot of teams I think have like more of like optional open gyms and stuff when we're not allowed to be coached and that's when us as team captains and even just everybody on the team knows that we come in to get better even in the winter, even when we technically can't be coached by our coach, but we all come in and we take that initiative and we don't just be there to be there. We're there to work, get those two hours in, and I feel like that is what led us to the start of the season. So we were we started off with intensity, and we didn't just start off like, oh, this is our first game. We were like, all right, this is our first game. Yeah. So you're actually bummed that you're missing practice. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after game, we uh, yeah. we do this year. Especially, uh, our coach calls it chalk talk. After our games, uh, we spend sometimes up to an hour <laughs> just talking about what happened in the game. And sometimes, even like 
at a games that we had yesterday. We'll spend, they probably spent half an hour today talking about the game, uh, what we could do better, even though there wasn't much to talk about. But it's just all the little things, and that's that's something our coaches uh, really focus on is the little things. I mean, from warm-ups to the end of the game, it's the little things that we, that they even get upset about. It's sometimes a big thing will happen, and it's just, okay, let's take a deep breath. But if a little thing happens, you know, that's, it's it's really frustrating and obviously, but <laughs> right. um, that's it's a big focus for us as a team. Right. James, I swear to God, I'll let you ask a question in just a second. I'm going to follow okay, up with okay. one more. I've got a whole <laughs> list, man. <laughs> I know. Uh, the the little things bringing that up. How important is the the mental focus of the game? Because it can slow down at times. It, but it is important to always be. Th- you're always thinking about if the ball comes to me, what am I doing or what, what am I going to do in this situation? How important is it keeping your focus 100% on the game at all times and how difficult is that? It's really, really important. I feel like our coaches stress it a lot. They talk about We talk about mental toughness a lot. And when we set goals, we always set goals at the beginning of the season. And I know I myself and a ton of other girls set a goal of working on mental toughness and working on staying engaged in games. And I feel like our coaches talking to us about that really helps us, but they really emphasize it. And especially in games like we had yesterday, it's really hard to keep our mind engaged and to keep that same level of intensity as we would if it was a super hard game. So it's like I feel like it's really important to us, and we definitely focus on it a lot and talk about it a lot. And it's just always part of our practice and always part of our what's going on and, like, everybody's staying engaged and staying focused and mentally ready for the next play no matter what. To add on to that, I mean, we, I was telling you earlier, we talk all the time on the field. We're, we're talking, and that obviously helps us stay engaged. You know, mentally we know where we're going with the ball. We're telling everybody else where we're going with the ball. That next play mentality is something also our coaches, that's, that's one of the little things, that next play mentality is what we're always striving to. It was a big thing last year, but now it's it's – it's instinct. It's not think about it, then do it. It's now it's just do it. Yeah. So like especially yesterday we turned I think two double plays. Two double plays. Two really smooth, quick double plays. And especially in a game like that we could have been like, Okay, one out, we'll get another out next inning but our shortstop and second baseman and first baseman were so ready to be the next play. They were like, Okay, we're gonna get this out at two and then we're gonna get it out at one. They were just always ready to make that next play. Yeah, you're not out to embarrass anybody, but you're still out to play the game yeah. to the best of your right. ability. Mm-hmm. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Effort and attitude has to still be there no matter what type of game you're playing in. Yeah. And that's that was what was said right before a game. You right. Know? That still has to be there no matter who we're playing. That's that's one thing you can control. And we have to stay playing at our level. And even though that's really hard to do against different teams, whether we're getting crushed, we could be playing down low. And if we're way ahead, we could be playing at their level. But our coach talked about it in the beginning of both games was play at our level. Don't go dink out. And yeah. Yeah. How in a sport like softball that's so kind of slight like baseball, it's very numbers driven. How hard is it to not look at your numbers and and not dwell on those numbers? (laughs) Yeah, that's the mental. I mean, that's. Especially our team, we're a team. We're a family. Um, obviously, we go to Catholic school, so before and after every game, we pray. But 
we put our left hand on uh, the shoulder of the person next to us to symbolize almost like uh, the wedding ring. You know, one, we're together, we're in this together uh, as one team. So that's, it's more, I mean, we're always thinking about the team. Obviously, it's very hard when some, either you're getting praise or you're, you're struggling and you know it, it's mm-hmm. hard. But when, when we play like we do, it's also not that hard to just play the game and play as a team. Okay. So like yesterday, you were like, man, I only got three RBIs when I'm almost <laughs> averaging three RBIs a game well, the rest of the season. I Actually, I didn't <clears throat> even know that stat, but I, obviously the, <laughs> the RBIs, that's that's something that, I mean, I can't. I can't even, I can't control the RBIs, obviously, unless there's, because that depends on if there's people on, you know, like our leadoff, Maggie Napont, she, one game, or that one game I had, I don't know, six RBIs, whatever it was, she had five hits as well, but she had no RBIs because she let off every inning yeah. or whatever it was, she mm-hmm. had no RBI, R- RBIs, so that was just how it worked out, obviously, with the RBIs, that's kind of how that works. But. Yeah. Well, you have 37 RBIs in 14 games. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> at eleven doubles, and you both have twenty-eight runs, and you had seven RBIs the other night. Is that is that your high? I think so, because I hit pretty high in the lineup too. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 second. My main role is to get Maggie, who's really fast and she's pretty consistent on getting on base. My main role is to move her around, whether that's laying down a drag bunt and getting myself out at first. I know Maggie will keep going. So, yeah, I think that's my high. <laughs> okay. So I've got a couple of, like, which one would you would prefer? Okay, so for you, which one would be your favorite? Throwing somebody out at second trying to steal or hitting a home run? I think I'd have to go with the home run, but I they're both, they're both game changers in my opinion. Um, obviously, throwing somebody out, there's two outs. You get to walk off the field. Um, a little, little, little cocky if you, if you want. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, also, I think hitting home run, it's just, it's awesome because you get to come around the bases. Me, personally, I get to come around and see my dad, get to see that big smile on his face, but then I also get to go, go see my teammates at the end. I think that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then for you, it would be a bunt single or a diving catch in center field? Ooh, that's really tough. <laughs> um, probably a diving catch. I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. That's that's more of a thrill, just like getting to lay out and getting to like feel like you're flying. I do have to say, Stephanie does get a lot of bunt singles, so <laughs> that's probably that's probably why she chose the diving catch. Yeah, yeah. Diving <laughs> catches are a little more rare sometimes. Mm-hmm. Is it the nice thing about your team? Do you find that you're balanced from you know one through nine in the lineup? You've got speed, you've got slap hitters, bunters, you've got power, um, and you know others who can just get the job done is that kind of what makes the gladiators successful right yeah, now i would say so oh, i mean yeah. like i said we have the people that we want and those people i mean if you look at our numbers um just even speed wise i mean it doesn't drop off there's no outliers you could say one way or another it was it's very consistent um we uh, actually run the mile before uh spring break and then after to make sure that we're working out and working so for our teammates but um those numbers are very obviously that's distance so it's a little bit harder to judge but we were all under was it eight eight we were all we were all under eight both times so i mean it was and nobody was under seven until the second time and it was only five seconds under or something like that so we're very consistent 
Yeah, I feel like especially all through that lineup, we have lots of speed, lots of power, people who are speedy and powerful. I feel like it really helps to balance us out, and then it helps us get a little more excited because we are like putting more high-level plays into place. Like when Maggie gets on, and then I put a bunt down, Maggie goes to third. That's what that's what really excites me is when yeah. Maggie can go from first to third, and then. Maggie's on and I'm on, and then Brooke comes up and can just smack the ball. And I feel like and then we can carry that all through the lineup. It's like the rest is all speed, power, and everything. I think it helps a lot stay really balanced and really successful. And with us being consistent, I talked about the, you know, getting the next uh, level mentality in our heads, but it's mm -hmm. the trust. We trust oh, each yeah. other, and that's that's come out this year. I mean, we're throwing the ball around and not in a bad way, in a good way. Trusting our teammates that they're going to make a catch. Trusting our teammates that they're going to make the next throw. That trust is there because we are so consistently top from uh, from the top to the bottom. It's it's very similar. Yeah, and that definitely helps our team chemistry too. Is when we know we can trust each other, that just brings us even closer. Mm -hmm. So then when you know you can throw a ball without even looking. And, like, if Brooke's ready to make that throw to second and she can just throw it and know that Maggie's going to be there and tag her out, then it's, like, I don't know, it just makes our team so much stronger and just yeah. helps us go crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was told to ask you um, if that home run you hit in Petoskey has landed yet. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never did see it land, if I'm being honest, but I'm, I don't know. I'm sure it has. Was that one of those where you hit it and it, you didn't feel it, or did you no, feel I, it? No, I did not feel it. No, nope. <laughs> I, I, but I hadn't. I had hit one off the fence my previous at bat, I believe, and I was like, I didn't even actually realize the bases were loaded at that time. And then I hit it, and then I thought to my, as I was running first, I was like, the bases were loaded. That was my first career grand slam, and I, I was pretty excited coming around the bases. So, when you hit a home run like that and you and you don't feel it, are you kind of bummed? Because don't you wish you, like, don't you want to feel just the, the just connection and, like, absolutely crushing the ball? Like, I, I play wiffle ball now, which is <laughs> not at all similar to softball at, at all. It's far less. And we don't even use, like, the plastic wiffle balls. We use, like, the big foam balls so that <laughs> we can hit the ball uh, farther. But when I hit it and I hit it well, I want to feel, you know, I want I want to feel it. Um I mean, I think that, I think the feeling is not feeling it, you know, you know, I mean, but if you don't feel it either, obviously you're swinging it, you missed it, but, right. <laughs> but I think I mean, it should be, uh, no, but, um, I think, yeah, that feeling is not feeling it and you just know, I mean, like either absolutely tattooed one on a line drive or you hit one over. So, I mean, we coach always harps on line drives. Don't swing up. I right. mean, he's big line drives guy. So that's. His main thing is he doesn't want us swinging for the fences. He doesn't yeah. want us to be thinking about feeling it, I think, because mm -hmm. he wants us to be focused on. He would much rather have the line drive. He always says home runs are cool, but he loves that line drive even better. It's just Home runs will come from the line drive is yeah. what he says, So, yeah. which is mm -hmm. true for me yeah. at least. <laughs> yeah, very true. Because then you can definitely see it when somebody's swinging for the fences and then somebody's yeah. just – swinging to do their job put the ball in play it's a huge difference and then sometimes even people like whiff if they're swinging for the fences <laughs> yep yeah, yeah. I, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so if we so at the summer classic this summer do you want to be in the home run derby 
to be at St. Francis, oh. to be in your home field. I personally would love to be in the home run <laughs> derby. I have been, never hit a home run yet because I'm a slapper, but I, I she, would love she's that. She's been close. <laughs> I've been close. I've hit the fence. She, she has actually a lot of power. F- I mean, for a slapper, you wouldn't expect it. Um, mm-hmm. She's very good at hitting, keeping her bat. I mean, palm up, palm down, hitting a, hitting a line drive. She's very good at that and putting it in the spot where nobody's at, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've worked on that a lot this year, and I feel like that's been pretty fun is, like, when teams will play super far up on me because they think, oh, she's a slapper, she's not going to yeah. hit it far, and then boom, <laughs> or if they're super far back, just dropping it right in that no man's land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your, uh, since I, unfortunately I, I've yet to see the St. Francis uh, play this year, what's your uh, your style uh, in the box? Are you almost out of the box by the time you're hitting the ball? Yeah, yeah, because I, when I'm slapping, I'm running at it, and so... I have to be careful to stay in that box because right. that's a rule. Yep. And I thought I thought I got called out on that last weekend, but I I didn't. They were telling the coach to stand back into his <laughs> little area. <laughs> his but box. I was worried because I just I think I just hit a double, and I he was talking to the coach, and I was like, oh no. Now in high school, do you get warnings or are you just out? It depends on the ump. I th- okay. I think yeah, it depends on the ump, but I mean. The only ones that notice it are usually when we're in playoffs, so it's yeah. going to be an out most likely because okay. they're looking for yeah. it. Okay. Or travel, I've definitely not gotten a warning before. Yeah. I f- when I first started slapping, that was a major. Do you remember that? That was a major yeah. thing as I was out of the box, and that just that sucked. And how do you work on refining that to make sure that you're not out of the box? Because <laughs> if like if umps are letting it go during the regular season, right? Isn't that you you might be picking up? I guess I'll say a bad habit. Um, I take a big, thick two-by-four, and I put it on the ground, <laughs> and I measure out a batter's box, and I just go, because then if I hit that two-by-four, I'm going to trip and eat it. Okay. So that's actually how I, and then it just becomes a habit to not get to that point, to right. hit it in the box, or else I'm going to trip. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I asked. <laughs> um, let's see, so... Uh, if you were stuck on a deserted island with just one teammate, who would it be and why? Oh, boy. Dang. That's actually mm-hmm. hard. I think I would go with Maddie. Cause she's very, I think she would be very calm in that situation, Maddie Tharp. She, and I, she's more of like a, she knows what to do kind of mm-hmm. thing. She would be like, okay, well, this is what we got to do. We just got to, like, let's figure it out. I think that's I think that's who I would She's do. resourceful. You want yes. someone resourceful in that, yeah. like someone who knows how to make a fire or build right. shelter or something like right. that. She doesn't show when she gets frazzled either, yeah. so I feel like that would be pretty helpful. Yeah, yeah. Ma- Maddie wants to be a, a teacher and uh, with young kids, so she's very, <laughs> she has <laughs> a lot of patience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, what's it like being the only senior on the team? Oh, it's kind of crazy. Um, I, I kind of wish there were more seniors, but I don't know. I'm pretty close with everybody on the team. Like, there's no – it doesn't feel like a divide, you know. Mm-hmm. The only time I think it's going to feel like a divide is senior night, which is going to be kind of awkward. <laughs> but uh, um, I – just be Stephanie night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but we all – I feel like we all have a pretty good bond, so it's not like I'm, like, not friends with any of the freshmen or – the sophomores it's like i mean i've been playing with brooks since i was in sixth grade for yeah. travel and she was in fifth grade, grade. Yeah, so like it's like i don't know i feel mm. like it, it's okay it, it makes it a lot better knowing that i have i'm close bond with everybody and i'm not alienated being the only senior mm-hmm. and you guys do the grandparents night yes yeah, yeah. Well, right? unfortunately 
we've had so many cancellations and we only had I don't even know five home, home games, games maybe because our game in Char- or excuse me against Charlotte on a uh, week from yesterday on Monday it, that's our, that's Stephanie senior night that's our last night so we yeah. will we will not have a grandparents uh, night this year we are fitting the champ camp run around the bases yes. for the kids though so we'll be mm-hmm. excited to do that we'll get them in because. I mean, senior night's not going to take that long. And we try to do mm-hmm. a lot of those special little nights that we do, yeah. like grandparents' night. I know last year we did teacher night, too. Yeah, we did teacher appreciation. Yeah. I think we did a Mother's Day. Yeah, we did Mother's Day, yeah, because we brought them. We would run out to the field and bring them a flower as our moms were lined up. And we had a lot of opportunities to do that th- last year. And we just unfortunately don't have that this year because of how unfortunate the weather's been yeah. and our cancellations mm-hmm. and then our limited schedule. Yeah, and we didn't want to plan anything with it being so unsure those first couple right. times. So yeah. Yeah. we don't want parents and grandparents to, or parents to take off work and grandparents to travel all the way out yeah. if there's no guarantee it's going to happen. Yeah, the champ camp is this Saturday. Yeah, right? there's mm-hmm. supposed to be seventy plus girls between uh, kindergarten through eighth grade, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Last year there was a surprisingly amount of girls because I, I mean, that was the first year we didn't know what to expect. Right. But there was, it's, it's going to be a lot. I mean, it was a lot last year, but with this many more girls, it's, it's going to be fun, but it'll be a lot. Do you see that as a, as a big responsibility as kind of passing the game along on to the next generation? Yeah. Yeah. Coach Shepard's made that, uh, a big thing. Uh, we even, uh, coach maker, he's, uh, the middle school practices next to us because we have a JV and varsity, but we don't have a JV team, obviously. And so at the beginning of the year when we were first outside, which was not that long ago, <laughs> um, we brought the middle schools, uh, middle schoolers over, and we just did uh, – we do ladder drills before every game and every practice, and we had them do them with us. And uh, it was a lot for them, but it was fun because we got them engaged. And they were all a little bit nervous, but they got to – see how we did it and especially with the young girls he coach right. is always like hey you know you probably don't know who they are but go up and say hi and just you know engage with them so yeah I think it's mm-hmm. super important we bring them in especially because I'm pretty sure three years ago it was close to losing the, the yeah, program because they didn't have that much interest and especially now how we only have a little bit we only have 11 players. Yeah. I think it's super important to inspire these younger kids through champ camp to continue through softball and keep playing and, like, give them something to be excited about, not be like, oh, yeah, that's softball. We don't really know much about it. We don't know much about the girls. But if we engage them from such a young age, we get more engagement for us, and that grows our program and it grows our family. Yep. So Saturday's going to be a busy day for you guys, yeah. right? Because you got prom at <laughs> yes. night, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, Steph, well, obviously, is our only senior, but – Upperclassmen are going to get out uh, early, so we're going to do the first session with, uh, I don't know, kindergarten younger kids through, yeah. I don't know what th- what is through, but Second I don't know, something like that, yeah. and then we'll leave, and the underclassmen will help, and I think some of the moms might be there as well, just because obviously that's a lot of kids to mm-hmm. kind of go, we have, a, yes. we have a young team yeah. together, <laughs> good to have a young team, so we have the underclassmen working instead of us yeah. which helps a lot so like what player on the team is kind of like the mama bear for everybody else maddie i don't know i would say maybe even leah too just because yeah. leah is always like she's very like a, a comforting person so i think 
think I would say Leah's our, our mama bear. She's our sophomore. She's was uh, injured at the beginning of the season, so she that's why I'm sure you saw pitch last year, uh, pitch very well for us, but uh, getting back into it right now. So she's but she's hitting mm-hmm. and yeah. playing and first. Playing first. So mm-hmm. I would say Maddie, just because she's able to stay calm and controlled. Maddie Tharp, yeah. she. She can stay calm and controlled in any situation, but she'll also be there to talk to you and just, she's definitely like a mom figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how big has it been since you only have that many players of the, the couple of freshmen that you have on the team coming in and producing so well right away? Yeah, I obviously we're, it's, you want them to do that when we only had, I mean, they had to, they had to play. I mean, it was either they play or we are we can't play cause it's seven, but right. um, they, they stepped in like they are seniors. They, I mean, Zoe Jetter hits the ball like crazy and behind the plate, she does an amazing job. Um, she keeps Kensley Thorpe, who is our pitcher. They usually have the battery together, staying engaged. And I think it's, it's helped Kensley as a pitcher have Zoe as her catcher, you know, that battery there. She trusts her. Not that she doesn't trust me, at least I don't think, but um, <laughs> I just think it's that comfort there for her, you know, like, okay, Zoe's caught me for how many years? I'm going to go out there and we're just going to play catch, just me and her. So um, yeah. Kensley's definitely stepped up into that pitching role. Um, she's had to help Allie out a couple of times, bail Allie out, but that's, I mean, she didn't feel any pressure I can tell you that early she didn't show it so right mm-hmm. they both I feel like they found comfort in each other and then comfort in the team as well because they had to bounce off of each other feeling that oh my gosh first year varsity we have to produce like we have to put our all in and I feel like like Brooke said they just did an amazing job of coming up and being like okay it's a weird situation but we're gonna handle it best we can yeah I mean Kensley is Kenzie's eight and zero with a one point eight four ERA. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's, <laughs> that's okay. And then uh, and Zoe's hitting five thirty eight. Yes. With twenty one RBIs in fourteen games. Yeah, Zoe's definitely come through a couple Refreshing. times. Zoe's yeah. first home run. Was oh yeah, Zoe had her first home run. Yep. After yeah. Brooks' grand slam. Yep. Oh, that was such yeah. a cool moment. Oh, were those back to back? No, oh. actually, Zoe. Uh, Somebody hit, I think it was Hunter or Leah or somebody got on after me, and then Zoe came up and had to run home run oh first yeah. ever, so that was that awesome. Was, yeah. It was great. It was great to see that. Great to see how excited she got for that. That was one of those games. It was 19-6, to six and you look at it, and you're like, oh, it was probably like, you know, like we did, had yesterday, but it wasn't. It was one of those. Right. Because Petoskey's not a bad team. They're a great team, but... It was we were just hitting the ball and it was good shots. It was we were playing defense. It was just one of those games where we came together and we played really well and it was that was a really fun game. That was really fun mm-hmm. to play some really good competition too, especially like with Petoskey and then with all the girls that they have on there and then our girls being able to be like, Okay, like let's do this. Let's get engaged and let's do it. Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of good competition, uh James, I think we talked about this yesterday, um, but were your games against uh Gaylord canceled yeah they've been, they been yeah. rescheduled no are they going to be rescheduled I, we want them to yeah I mean, they were the, obviously the first game of the season and mm-hmm. um in gaylord which was interesting to see obviously because gaylord always has snow later than everybody but um i know we do and i i know they do because we uh we know a couple of girls over there and they want to play us as well obviously but mm-hmm. yeah we want we yeah. want those back and i'm sure for them they just want to place a good team so right. yeah I, yeah, yeah, you played them last year, and the games were fairly close. Yes. Yeah. They were – one of them was close until the end, and then – I don't even actually remember what yeah. the other one, but 
Yeah. I think we all started that game a little scared, but then yeah. we definitely all were able to be like, okay, we can do it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to be timid. We can do this. Yeah. But I would love to play them again. Yeah. We yeah. would all love to. How do you think you guys would do if you were in the Big North Conference? You already beat Petoskey. I think we'd do just fine. <laughs> I, think we would, I think we would fight for our own. Yeah, I think yeah. we would do pretty good. Yeah. I think, obviously, that would benefit us going into the playoffs, being in that yeah. conference, obviously, but... Uh, we don't get to choose our conference, and nothing against our conference, but it would that would be probably better competition. But yeah, yeah. And that's why we our coaches try to schedule these bigger teams like Gaylord and then West and Central, because we want to play this big competition before we go into the playoffs, so we can do our best in the playoffs and not come from yeah, like Brooke said, no offense to our conference, but not coming from smaller teams in our conference to mm-hmm. bigger downstate teams. Yeah. All right, should we wrap it up with heads up, or you got uh, any more gems of questions over there? I don't know. You can, ask, if you want to ask something, you can. Oh no, I, I think got, we're. I got I a mean, whole list of questions I, from the coaches. We told them fifteen. <laughs> we told them fifteen to twenty minutes, and we already we were, we're already at a half an hour with them. Um, so all right. I'm good. All right. You guys ready for heads up? All right. Okay, so this is week number three that we're doing this. James and I are. One and one, one at and the one. moment. But the one time we lost was not even close. We got embarrassed the first <laughs> the first week. It's because he picked accents and impressions. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it would be funny. And it kind of was. It oh, just, no, it, it was just definitely wasn't good. It was certainly entertaining. It just wasn't good for for us to win. It wasn't good for us. So I don't think we can pick blockbuster movies this week for me, considering that I last week I kind of crushed it. So we'll have to pick a, a, a different category to start off. Um... We're not going to do accents and impressions again. No. Do you want to do? Do you want to do totally eighties? Oh boy! You yeah. don't have to. You don't. Totally okay. You guys get to pick. You guys get to pick your own category. Okay. So you'll be. You'll find. Do you want to do the, the baseball players last week went easy and picked animals? Oh. The oh. first. <laughs> yeah. The first two weeks they uh, uh, both picked animals gone wild. So that was just picking like making animal noises and stuff <laughs> like that. Trying to guess what it was. So. Like. Um, yeah, we can do we can do eighties. We can try Star Wars if you want. Eighties, eighties would be right up my alley. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's do totally eighties. So if everything you love about the eighties, the music, the style, the gadgets, all that. I mean, I am an eighties baby, but that doesn't mean I grew up in the eighties. Let's just do it. All right. Yikes! All right, man. Ready? This is gonna be so bad. We'll be fine. It's not. I won't be as good as last week. Uh, uh, this was a movie set at a hospital. Um, just pass. <laughs> what was it? Uh, this is a cartoon with uh, animal animals that have little things on their chest, little design. They all have designs. Yes. <laughs> um, just pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was a very co- uh, the main character of a very popular TV show where. Um, he was a. He often referred to himself as a high school football legend. No, about how he scored four touchdowns in a game. No, no. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a British pop band that had a, a whole lot of hits and would spend a lot of money on videos. The, mean, they had the same name, the same word twice in their name. Duran Duran. Yes. <laughs> oh Jesus! Pass. We're done. <laughs> this is a hundred hundred meter sprinter. U.S. Uh, Jackie Joyner Kersey? 
Men. Um, my, oh, Carl Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> we, only, we only got two. <laughs> that was brutal. We should have done blockbuster movies. Let's... St. Elmo's Fire, I, that was a TV show. I should have known that one, though. I was going to say Al Bundy. Damn it. <laughs> Slap bracelets. That was the one I just said passed. Ugh. Like, no way. Terrible. So, A Different World. I don't know that one. So, all right. Swipe it, play again. I'm going to do my best to help you out here, brother. Um... Sylvester Stallone, uh, First Rocky. Blood. First Blood. Rambo. Yep. Uh, no. Oh. Nope. <laughs> uh, MC Hammer wore these. They were really popular. Parachute pants. Yep. Very good. I'll just do this. I'm yeah, that either. works. Uh, the Great One. Hockey. Wayne Gretzky. Yep. Uh, they had, uh, I heard it through the grapevine. That was that commercial. Um, uh, California Raisins. Yep. Uh... Julia Roberts, Sally Field, um, nah, I'd go. Uh, Tony Danza, and it was his, no, it was his show, it was a question of... Who's the boss? Yes. Um, Optimus Prime. Transformers. Yep. Uh, no. Uh, it was the goofy little toys with the spiked up hair that were really popular. Yep. Uh, and then, no, we're good. So, that wasn't bad. All right, so that we did well good. there. Yeah. We did well there. Let's see. So we finished with <clears throat> the ones that I didn't. Small Wonder. I don't know if you remember that show oh, with the, yeah. the robot girl. Yeah. Okay, I guess I could have tried that one. Uh, I, it would have been just... It would have been difficult to describe that one, though. Steel Magnolias was the movie, and, and then the last oh, one was I, I Know You Are, But What Am I? So, all right. <laughs> okay, so you had so you're not gonna. I wouldn't. You're not gonna do 80s. No, I'm no, assuming. no. Okay. I, yeah. I make the same joke every week. I'm like, you guys were born in the 2000s, so I don't think you're gonna do anything from two decades ago. Which is crazy to me. Uh, you're not gonna do Animals Gone Wild. So blockbuster movies. You got that one. Accents and impressions, which. Yeah, I see, I see no on that one, too. Uh, Wish You Were Here, which is Landmarks, Video Games, Work It, which is Jobs, Karaoke Night. You guys could sing. <laughs> I don't no know if you want to hear stuff sing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, uh, Star Wars, Best of the Decade, Pop Culture, Superstars, Acted Out, which re wouldn't really work for a radio program. Uh, hey, Mr. DJ, which is another singing one. And then, if you want... You could do Just Kidding, which is the one for kids. Can we do a movies one? Sure. Okay. You do blockbuster movies? Yeah. yeah. I All don't right. know if I'm going to get any, but we'll see. I know. All right, so you got to beat eight. Oh, boy. You, you guys All can right. beat eight. Combine. Combine, you got to eat. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so okay. you yeah. get four each round. That's easy. Okay. We set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's, that's my life, setting the bar low. <laughs> All right, who wants to go first? I can. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Alright, let's see how this goes. Okay, so I just describe it, right? Yep. Kay. Yeah, you can't say the name or rhyme. Oh, um, it's with the shark. Oh no. Donna. Donna. No. <laughs> I'm so Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know this movie, Skip. Oh, they made a cartoon of it. Um, the really creepy family. What? Okay, Skip. Okay. <laughs> 
Do you guys want to try a different category? <laughs> Do you <laughs> want to? All okay. right, we'll try a different category since it either that or will help give the clues to. <laughs> <laughs> what was the we that. We that with the the Adams Family, the creepy oh, family. I couldn't think of the shark the, one. For the some. shark one was Jaws. I know. I couldn't. Think I tried I to <laughs> sing it. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> so you guys want to do karaoke? Now. Okay. No. Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see if there's one. Can I, is there anyone that I can buy? Is there anything that you know well? That I don't know what would be on like that. friend. Uh, you know, friends. Well, millennials. Are you guys millennials? Would you guys no. be in that? You guys aren't millennials. Do you know Harry what Potter? Is, what is your generation? We, we could try. I mean, I've seen the movie. We could do Harry Potter. You guys want to try Harry yeah. Potter? All right. Maybe it's probably gonna be like really specific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, some of them are pretty. Like my nephews were all about when I played this with them. Were like, do the Harry Potter one, and then they were like ones from the books. And oh no. I mean, I, I read the books, but it was still. Do you want to do Just Kidding, the one for the kids? I mean, you're guaranteed to beat us if you want uh, it. I don't want to take the no. easy route. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to take the easy route. I like no. it. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll give uh, we'll give Harry Potter. Oh, boy. We'll give it a chance then. Do you want us to help with clues, or do you want this to be a legit competition? We can help legit. with clues. No. Uh, if, you, if you need help, we'll okay. see. We'll okay. We'll see. We'll get it right we'll, away. We'll jump in if we'll we... We'll flip it around. Yeah. We'll jump in if we feel like we if we need to. <laughs> it's a different color. I don't even know this no, one. No, neither do I. Wow. <laughs> okay. What? Nope. It's a type of dr one of the dragons. It's the thing that Oh, sorry. You're helping. You're I don't know this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of these. I've seen some yep. of the movies. I Oh, magician. I don't know if this is from Harry Potter, yeah, but it's Merlin's like a not in Harry no. Potter. Well, Merlin. <laughs> oh, it's the battle. Oh, I, I probably can't <laughs> say it. It's the battle of Hogwarts. Oh, damn it. It's this. All right, so let's try this again. We'll try a different one. Oh, my God. These that are, is, that oh is my ridiculous. God. Yeah, that is. Th that's yeah. for, like, hardcore Harry Potter fans. No, Merlin was in there, too. That's. I don't think that's Is a there, Harry like, Potter a Merlin's Order so. of Wizards or something like that? Probably I should probably. Any of those. I don't know. All right, so do you guys want to just do the animals, or do you want to do the just kidding? These I don't really have a lot of, like, really good... You guys could try pop culture. Superstars. What is the best of the decade? Karaoke. Oh, boy. You guys want to sing? Yeah. Okay. Steph wants wow. to sing. Okay. All right, it's time wait, to no, sing. Wait, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to sing. You're like, wait, hold on. I was, I was feeling brave for about two seconds, and then now I'm, now I'm not so sure. Um, how about work it? From astronaut to zoologist, this this deck is packed with jobs, careers, and more. Get okay. your teammate to guess the word without saying anything on the card and without rhyming. Okay. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I swear that to God, way. if anything... Other way. Other way. Okay. All right, here we go. Third time's a charm. I'm yeah. feeling good about it. <laughs> oh, um... Skip. I don't know how to describe that one. Skip. Wow, <laughs> come on. You guys are getting... Oh, they work at a restaurant. A waitress? Mm. Another, another, another word. Another, another word for, for a waitress. Or waiter. They, they, or waiter. They bring you your food. Yeah, they... they when they... They, bring you they give you... What do they do when they, they give, give you, you something? Food? They, they serve her. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Service. 
Oh, um, we have one of these at our school. That was bad. Um, a nun? No. Books. Usually, yeah, they work with oh, books. Librarian. Yeah. Uh, your dog will bark at this person. Mailman. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um. Wow. Oh. No. Skip. Skip. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Head of the country. President. Yeah. Um. Oh, they replace somebody in a movie. Oh, a stunt double. Nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. We'll get that. We'll okay. get it. We'll yeah. we'll, just, we'll add one on. Okay. For the end there. I think you got four or five there. I think yeah, five. It says four. Wow. So five. So you guys got five. All right. Yeah. So you need four to win. Okay. How do I play again? Swipe. Oh, up. swipe up. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see how it goes. Just that way a little bit. Wait. <laughs> oh, this is our mascot. Gladiator. Wow, that's perfect. Whoa. <laughs> that's a job. Oh, you, this person drives you around. Chauffeur. We're done. Yep. Uh, it's over. Actually, I don't really know how to describe this. Meteorologist. Oh. oh no. Weather person. Um, they text? No. Skip. I don't know how to describe <laughs> that. Um, two more. Come on. Of the ship. In charge of the ship. Captain. Um, how do I describe this? Son of a king. Not the king, yeah. Prince. Yes. Boom. Oh, oh yes. You're good. <laughs> oh, they draw, but they don't draw. They Painter. Yes. Oh, I don't... Mm -mm. Needles. <laughs> oh, sewer. Seamstress. No, no you're good. It's oh. fine. <laughs> Mr. Bigger sometimes doesn't set the baseball games. Announcer. Yes. You didn't need to help him. Uh, in charge of the train. No, Conductor? The word. Well, yeah, we'll, well give that to you. Yeah. yeah. It's oh. fine. fine. <laughs> I'd say the whole thing. <laughs> All right. All right, we're, uh, we're one and two we're now, James. Sorry. Well, Wait, thank you both very much. We it, have we have more losses on the season than they do. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> thank you both so very much uh, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Uh, good luck on the rest of the season. Hopefully uh, you guys do get to play uh, Gaylord because I think that would be a, a great game. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, good luck uh, on the rest of the season. Thank you and thank, thank you for having you. us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Again, a big thank you to Brooke and Stephanie for joining us on the Get Around podcast. I say that again, they have yet to join us, but they will tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're assuming so, it'll go well. Yeah. I can't imagine it's not. Given the way that the, the first two weeks of having guests back in the studio have gone, I'm pretty sure we're going to keep rolling on that. Mm -hmm. All right. Historically, the St. Francis kids have been pretty good talkers. Perfect. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. And, James, I'm going to let you start off with uh, your nomination, given the fact that uh, she's one of our guests. Yeah, Brooke Meeker. Man, she had a game on Monday. I'm going to be interesting, because uh, we haven't talked to her about it yet. Yeah. Right? But it'll be interesting to talk to her about just how, I mean, she's putting up crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I texted you on Monday night. I'm like, I think we have a Hall of Fame nominee already on Monday. Right, right. And I was and still we'd already recorded the podcast. the podcast from last week, so <laughs> it was already done for that week and everything. But yeah, she uh, she against Johannesburg Lewison, which is a pretty decent team. You know, not like a a slouch or anything like that. Um, 
they St. Francis won both of those games kind of handily, but they've been kind of doing that to a lot of teams. So, uh, but she went seven for seven in the two games. Five of those seven hits were doubles. She drove in eleven runs, eleven RBIs in one in one doubleheader, mm-hmm. and uh, so she went three for three with three triples and five RBIs and three runs in the first game, and then four for four with two more doubles, six RBIs, and three runs in the nightcap. And the MHSA doesn't keep track of uh, records for, like, a total doubleheader. It's just by game. But the six RBIs in one game puts her on the uh, the MHSA's record list. Oh, well, then she's uh, an RBI ahead of that now after what she did to Petoskey on Saturday. I don't know if you saw that. But no. She hit a grand slam... Uh, against Petoskey, had four or five hits in that game and had seven RBI. Yeah, against a D1 team. Yeah. So I think it's safe to say that even if this was, even if we had ten nominees and we were only putting one in, Brooke would be getting in this week, given what she's what she's done. I'm going to guess we're going to have to have at least two catchers on the Dream Team then. I think... <laughs> The nice thing about it is I, I feel like we can just make the dream team whatever the hell we want because yeah, it's ours. A positionless, a positionless team. That's what I did with the hockey team. I was just like, we had so many good players. I went, let's just have, you know, uh, a, a large dream team uh, instead of upsetting people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really was just with the hockey dream team. I'm just like, I don't want any emails, so I'm just going to make a big dream team. I think that's the way to go. <laughs> Because uh, yeah, we already know that Lydia Hymas is like one of the best catchers around here, right? From from TC West, so and she's still putting up big numbers yep. this season too. And Brooke Beaker's right there with her. Oh boy, did those uh, Central and West have a tough time with Grand Haven on Friday and Saturday? That yeah, was, Grand Haven pretty good. That was tough. I'm like, whoa! Oh, I had a lead prep roundup um, with Central and Grand Haven on Friday because that's where we sent the photog because that was one of the area games where a photog could get to. Uh, and that was not good. And then yeah, Saturday, uh, Grand Haven handled West pretty easily as well. But um, on to my nomination for the uh, Get Around Hall of Fame uh, from Saturday. I'm going to go with Kalkaska's Mia Miller. Uh, she helped the Blazers to three victories in their home tournament um, over the weekend, uh, beating uh, Ishpeming or as our colleague who is no longer here, Andrew Rosenthal, says a shemping. Uh eight to one. Fruitport five to three and then Adrian eleven to three. Um helping the Blazers improve to eight and three. She had two wins in the circle, so she pitched twenty four innings. I'm sorry, she pitched twelve innings, struck out twenty four, and also had at the plate ten hits, four uh four ribbies and two stolen bases and scored five times in the three games. So Seems like a pretty good day. I mean, and it's, it's just pretty, it's pretty solid. I know it's athlete of the week, but that's a pretty good week in one day playing three games. So congratulations to Traverse City St. Francis's Brooke Meeker and Calcasca's Mia Miller. You are the latest inductees into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. All right, we will wrap up the show right now with our duo Lipa, which is the dumbest name that I've come up with for anything <laughs> that we've ever done here. But we can't call it the trifecta because there's only two of us. Um, we got to call it something. 
And we got to call it something. And I don't know why Duo Lipa came to me. Maybe I had. I can't remember what it was we were talking about, and we both kind of just. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's dumb. Yeah. And you and I both know it. Uh, but <laughs> so uh, we are coming off the NFL draft, and I thought it would be interesting just to go through each of the four major sports and take a player past or present that if we were the owner, GM, whatever, of a certain franchise that we would want to build our franchise around this player. So I figure we'll start with the NFL. Uh, and, James, we can do a coin flip, or if uh, you just want to if you want to start NFL, we'll go NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, and then we can just we Well, can you, go, you should one. go NFL first because I know who you want. Well, we talked about, I mean. <laughs> I don't want to take your guy. No, you can't because I, I think I don't want to be I, that guy. I, I think that I am gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay running back, but I am gonna go. I'm gonna go Chicago running okay, back. Okay, I know who you're gonna okay, go. So okay, I'm gonna go back, and I think which is also somebody I had thought of. All all so, of yeah. these all of these also lend themselves. All of my picks anyway, the ones that I'm gonna try to take and see if it happens because you know you uh, all Chicago. They all no, they're not. <laughs> Although. N- <laughs> <laughs> Two of them have played for Chicago teams. Um, but uh, so I thought you could take NFL, I'll go MLB, and then you can have NBA, and then I'll take NHL. In, in terms of first-round picks, who gets the first selection, if that works for you. And Whatever. Uh, yeah. so, yeah, you start us off with, uh, with NFL, since we now know who I'm going to take. Okay, well, I won't take your guy. Please no, don't. I should change it and take you the should, guy You again. should take Walter Payton. <laughs> no, no. I, I'll take Barry Sanders, so I'll go the Homer. Yeah, neither Homer, of us. Pick. We had this discussion off off air. You're like, so we're both we're all, we're going to take quarterbacks, and I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, you could take Tom Brady. I get it, but like, mm-hmm. if I want to build my franchise around someone, and yes, should I build it around the winningest quarterback of all time? Maybe, but I just can't bring myself to pick Tom Brady and I'm glad you couldn't do it either <laughs> well I mean if you if you had Barry Sanders and got a full career out of him as well man think of the numbers he would have he, would he is without, he, ret- he retired in his prime he is with, still in his prime out of doubt the greatest running back in NFL history yeah and it and, will and never be touched and it's such a shame that we didn't get to see him go play, more play for a good team yeah <laughs> <laughs> He won one playoff game in his career. Do you think that's why he was just like, I can't keep losing with the Lions? Or do you think it was health? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's because he didn't have a whole lot of, like, injuries or anything like that, unless he may, maybe he played through a lot more stuff than, than we know of or anything. Or maybe he was worried about, I mean, maybe rumors were starting to go around the NFL among the players about CTE at that point mm-hmm. ahead of when it was – you know, uh, became a public, more public thing yeah, or something. So, you know, I mean, Calvin Johnson, same thing. It's like, you know, I want to go out while I still have my health, while I'm still young enough to do other stuff. You know, and he's, you know, kind of an entrepreneur now. Has, made, his own, has his own business. Yeah, make your money and get out, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and he made, he made, he made a lot and everything. So, but imagine if you just had a whole career for him, for Barry Sanders. It would just, and, and for those, for our, for our younger Audible viewers. Nice. Bringing back the Audible viewers. Love it. Uh, 
go back and just watch a, a, a Barry Sanders highlight clip on YouTube. Find some Barry Sanders highlights and just watch them and just, just marvel at that it guy. It is uh, the stop and start ability. Just a stop on a dime, let a linebacker fly past him, and then immediately get back up to 20 miles an hour within a couple of steps, it seemed like. And I'm just getting goosebumps. Cruise. I'm getting goosebumps because, like, it's... It was a joy to watch. <clears throat> and he was running for, like, you know, close to 2,000 yards a year and double-digit touchdowns every year, and the Lions weren't even putting a good line in front of him. And he was Most just he was so smooth and under control, and it was just like he saw everything on the field before anybody else saw it. And he, mm-hmm. saw, I mean, he saw it all. It's he, Barry Sanders back then was kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers now, without like the the ego things and off the field stuff, right? Where the Packers rely on him so much to make their offense good, they're like, we're going to draft heavily on defense to make the defense good because we know Rodgers makes us a top ten offense on his own. Yeah, and I think the Lions did the same thing with Barry Sanders. They were just like, they so they drafted defense, defense a lot. And everything. It was the same thing with Barry. They were just like, yeah, we got Barry Sanders. We got the greatest running back in the NFL. Our offense would be fine. That's the thing. But you get to now build your NFL franchise around Barry yeah. Sanders and hope that he has a, a full career. And that, that sounds pretty and, good. And I'd be a guy who would draft O-line <laughs> and put it in front of him and then see what that happens. And have him run for 3,500 yards in a season. Because there used to be also the big debate between whether Barry Sanders or Emmett Smith was the best running back, even at that time. Lots of people would say Emmett Smith back back then, and and I thought it was a ludicrous argument. I'm like, you put Barry, if you put Emmett Smith behind the Lions running back or Lions offensive line, and Barry Sanders behind that Cowboys line that had five Pro Bowlers on it, right? Pro, they pro Bowlers from tackle to tackle. I could have run for six hundred yards <laughs> behind that line. <laughs> no, probably not a thousand because I would have probably broke by about game seven, but. You know, a legit NFL court running back behind that line. I was just like, Emmett Smith had everything going for him. Yeah. I also went the running back route on this one. Uh, we already know uh, I took Walter Payton, sweetness, out of uh, the Chicago Bears. And I don't have to ding for that one, right? Because I didn't bring up a certain baseball team from the South Side. Right. Okay. Uh, my my picks also have um, a theme in terms because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago I think for the the Duo Lipo, which was best nicknames in sports. All of mine have really good nicknames. So you've got sweetness with Walter Payton um, for my my MLB draft. I'll go first with this one, and this is if he was able to stay healthy his entire career, didn't have all of these injury problems. Uh, I am going with the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. Defense, I mean, he is he is five tools. You talk about a five-tool player, Ken Griffey Jr. was a five-tool player. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people defense, realize how many bases arm. he stole. Right. He was a good base dealer. Yep. And he could Back hit. before the injury started taking a little bit here and there, of you know, a step here and there. But, I mean, man, early in his career, he was swiping bags all over. And the prettiest damn swing in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, just gorgeous to watch. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – he did play for the White Sox late in his career. 
uh, yeah. for a season. He was in that blackout game, I think, in 2006 uh, against the Twins when they won one to nothing or two to one. Um, he made a, a throw from center field to uh, catch a guy out at the plate on a on a sack fly. Uh, but yeah, Ken Griffey Jr. was always like that guy that I always wanted on the White Sox, and then I got him on the White Sox when he was on his way out, you know. Um, but so that's why I'm gonna take him with, with my number one pick uh, overall. Uh, build my franchise around that kid, a healthy Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, I, I could do great things with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We don't have to necessarily uh, take into account differences in generational talent. I mean, I guess you can be like, all right, if I'm going to build a franchise in the era of that player, yeah, you can take... Well, I was just thinking, if you could build a franchise now and you had Babe Ruth, who could pitch and hit, yeah, but like Babe kind of a Ruth time. isn't but hitting it, today's pitching, and he isn't pitching like today's pitchers. Well, true. True. But I'm saying, but he also didn't have today's conditioning and and working out. And True. I mean, that guy was like smoking on the bench, you know, and eating hot dogs in the batter's box. <laughs> Imagine Babe Ruth with a work ethic. Did you see that? Did you see the argument <laughs> or a between... a workout plan. Uh, did you see the ar- argument between... It was J.J. Uh, Reddick and some jackass i can't remember his name but he was trying to say that bob Cousy was the the great and i yeah. love bob Cousy. bob Cousy's great. yeah yeah right? yeah i did see that uh, i'm trying to remember who it was that, that he was arguing with and then yes. jj reddick is like it, the 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 competition mm-hmm. today like they it was between they were arguing about chris paul and whether chris paul is a top five point guard of all time i believe and this guy was saying that bob Cousy is the greatest point guard of all time and yeah bob Cousy during his time was indeed the greatest point guard, his and era, he changed he was great. the game. And his passing ability is, uh, you know, unmatched by many, even today, probably. But it's uh, it was just such a different game back then, and you can't the the eras you just simply can't compare. Yeah. And while yes, I grew up loving and appreciating Bob Cousy because you know my dad would talk to me about Bob Cousy, and my uncles would talk to me, and all that stuff. I get it. But I saw somebody in response to that post a Bob Cousy highlight tape. Yeah. Like a highlight reel of Bob Cousy passes and, and plays and stuff like that. I was just like, God, I didn't remember that basketball was that bad in the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> like the defenders were just horrible. I'm like, right. this looks like, I'm like, I see high school kids do this now. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah. It, and, and you <laughs> and have that's to... not taking anything away from Bob Cousy. He's, you know, no, Hall he... of Fame player for a reason but i was just like wow but the game changes and evolves like you look at you go back to like the 1924 olympics and you look at um male gymnastics on like the uneven bars and stuff like that right and then you look at you look at today's and it's what they were doing that were winning gold medals is what the guys now do for warm-ups so it's just Mm -hmm. it's just different so I just in that I think JJ Reddick was correct, and I think the old white oh. guy was wrong. Yeah, yeah, the t- he, yeah. And I'm still trying to remember the name of the guy who was, was taking that case. I but, think it was yeah. some jackass, because I know he's just one of those. He's like a, a knockoff Skip Bayless. 
yeah I like think he's, he's an a guy irritant. who has like his own t- he has his own like radio show or something I yeah. think but I, uh, I think but he's it, an irritant yeah. like I think that's his his shtick is just being an irritant yeah yeah and I'm, I'm, I don't want anything to do with Skip Bayless either I, uh, no. I I saw a tweet from him the other day where he like he tweeted during an NBA game about LeBron James. That, not. Le- that like LeBron James was at home watching this game on the couch eating ruffles or something like that, and I'm just like, Jesus, man, he lives rent free in your head. Yeah, Jesus, let it go, man. Building addition after addition. Ooh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, yeah just shut up. He's forcing a lot of information out of your brain because there's no longer any room with all the room that he's taken up in rent. And what lazy kind of like analysis that is like, well, I can't really think of anything important or anything analytical to say, ah, you know what, I'm, go I'll just... I'm just going to go out to dinner and I'm going to schedule this tweet. Right. I'm just going to make fun of LeBron for not being in the playoffs. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on to, uh, since we're talking about LeBron, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, who would you build your your franchise around if you had uh, the number one pick? Uh, I'm going to go with LeBron. Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to take MJ, which I'm not. which would be number two with me. I'm not. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna be uh, who. I'm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, although he does have a great nickname in Air Jordan, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm. I'm gonna take a different tactic. Okay. It. I like. I, I. I love Michael. I grew up adoring Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, I built a shrine to the Chicago Bulls out of all. I'm serious. Like, there was a shrine in my parents' family room uh, that I had built. It was all of my memorabilia. It, I don't remember. They, I don't know if they had it here. Um, but Subway, during the Bulls' run, they were giving away the, the Bulls' horns, caps. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to Subway, and you could buy a sub sandwich, and mm-hmm. um, you would get, like, Chicago Bulls. It was a, just a plastic cap, and it had, like, plastic bull's horns on it. Mm-hmm. So I had that. You know, I mean, just shirts, hats, socks, everything. I had built this shrine, basketball cards and figurines and all that stuff. Um, but I, I'm going to go a different way okay. on, on my pick. But uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with LeBron. I mean, he, he just... When he took that team from Cleveland to the finals, that he had to, that looked like the rest of the team didn't want to go. <laughs> he had to drag them kicking and screaming right. like like some kids who didn't want to be in the backseat of the car for that drive to Florida. <laughs> and uh, he dragged that team kicking and screaming to the finals. And that, that, that was just amazing. And then win, to win a couple titles at Miami, come back to Cleveland, win one. Go to the Lakers after they kind of stunk, and win one again, and then to lead the league in scoring when he was how old is he now? Thirty-four, yeah, thirty-five, something like that. Like the only player in NBA history to lead the league in scoring when they were as a teenager and in their thirties. <laughs> yeah, and I get that it makes good conversation trying to debate. Who's the greatest? And there is that. Yeah. You know, it, you know, it always seems to be. It always seems to be Michael, versus versus LeBron, and, and before that, but it was Michael versus Kobe. 
right? Yeah. And it was Michael versus Magic. You know, and it was Michael coming after Magic. You mm-hmm. know, but it's it seems that Michael Jordan is always the other one in in the debate. Like he is, it's Michael versus yeah whoever the the, the current best is at the time. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm going with a shooter. I'm going with who I consider to be the greatest shooter in basketball history who is still playing right now. Okay, I know you're going to go. And that is the baby-faced assassin in Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I want to build my franchise around someone like him because I want my franchise to be fun. Michael Jordan didn't necessarily have fun playing basketball all that much, it seemed like. And it didn't seem like he allowed his teammates to have a lot of fun playing basketball either, based on the things yeah. we're finding out now. If you saw yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you watched the... Uh, but Steph yeah. Curry just seems like he enjoys playing the game of basketball. And if I'm going to run a franchise, I want someone who just likes playing basketball and who's really flipping good at it. Yeah. And he is. Just the videos of Steph Curry that come out, like, of things that he does during warm-ups. Right. Where he's just like, I'll start two inches in front of the basket, and I'll just I'll make a nothing-but-net shot all, all the, way the way back, back past half, half court, court, and then I'll I'll go forward again. Mm-hmm. You know, there was one the other night uh, where he it was in warmups before the game, and he was like at the free throw line or something, or maybe the top of the circle, and then he took like these two kind of like weird, long, exaggerated steps, and then was kind of at the at the top of the defensive three second circle, and then just kind of shot, just flicked the ball straight up in the air, mm-hmm. like about fifty feet. <laughs> And it came down and hit hit the rim and, and bounced up and hit the backboard and then started to go back at the rim. And then another ball from somebody else that was shooting hit it. And all the rest of the guys in the team turned around and started, started just <laughs> chewing out Clay Thompson because he took a shot while Steph Curry was shooting. <laughs> That's fantastic. I haven't seen that one, but I'll have to try to find it. Um. But I, I don't know if you agree with me, but I, I think Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time, even right now. Uh, hands down, hands hands down. This this just looking at, looking at the numbers and his percentages from not even just three point land, but from they have things where they have the metrics of shooting from past three point land and where what your percentages are, and his are just still incredible, and just the consistency and. Yeah, and how much fun he has playing the game. Yeah. And I think that's a big Yeah, I think it's a big thing when when you're building a franchise, especially he's likable. He's personable. That thing with the uh the Denver Nuggets fan, the little girl Denver Nuggets fan? I don't know about this. Did you see that? Oh, it's like last maybe last year there there was kind of this viral video of this little girl from that lived in Denver. She she went to a bunch of Denver Nuggets games and and when the Warriors were coming there to play, um, her favorite player is Steph Curry. Like her favorite player in the NFL, in the NBA is Steph Curry. So she had like a you know jersey on and all this stuff like that and a sign ready and everything. And then he didn't play in that game. And so this little girl had kind of a meltdown, and it kind of went viral. <laughs> and so like the next time the Warriors went to to Denver, which is like the next season or something like that, he like remembered that and found this girl in the in the arena before the game during shoot around and like. She had like a uh, 
Steph Curry basketball card or something like that, and he like autographed it and posed for pictures with her and had her come out on the court and and do all this stuff to a fan of a team, not even your own team. I mean, right. she's a fan of you, but she's a Denver Nuggets fan. Yeah, and see, and that is make that the face of my franchise. I'm happy with it. So, all right, the NHL one. I am since I have the first pick. I am gonna go just chalk on this one, and I'm gonna take the great one, and I will take Wayne Gretzky. Um, because that's he's probably the the greatest athlete in his individual sport among any of the the four major ones at least here in uh, in, in the United States. If you want to mm-hmm. go outside for soccer, there are some arguments to be made for others. But uh, the again, it's the one stat that I think still blows away everything about Wayne Gretzky is if you take away his goals, he's still the all-time leading scorer. Or if you take away his assists, he's still the all-time leading scorer, something like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. Yeah. It's just he was so prolific on the ice for so long and did it at such an impeccable level that no one's ever going to touch Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. No, Like, it just it won't happen. Yeah, I just can't see that ever happening. I can't see one person dominating and being the best person in their sport for that many years in a row. Like, how many years in the in the NHL were there where Wayne Gretzky was playing and wasn't the best player in the league? Not many. No. I mean, just consistently being the best player like that, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to beat, hard to beat Gretzky. Uh, I had a, one of the brews I went to this weekend, they had, they had a beer, uh, there's a style of beer called a, a, Pol- a Polish smoked beer called Gradzinski. Something like that, and so they this one brewery had one, and they called it Wayne Gridzinski. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's hard to beat him. I, well, I'll go with. Uh, um, I'm going to go with Gordy Howe. Great I mean, pick, Mr. Hockey. Yeah, because you get you get the goals and you get the assists, but you also get uh, a, a mean guy who uh, yeah. would. I was going to say toughness, but yeah. People. I mean, mean on the, mean on the ice. Uh, you know, from everything I understand about him, very nice guy off the ice. But mean guy on the uh, off the ice who wouldn't – he would drop the gloves and get in a fight. You know, the old the old Gordie Howe hat trick. Yep. A goal assist in a fight. Yeah. I think that's a great pick. Yeah. That's still one of my favorite quotes um, from an area high school player. Um, it was a, a, a Traverse City West – defensive end that I was interviewing after a game, but who also played hockey, um, who got, he got like a sack and a tackle for loss and a personal foul. <laughs> and, he call, and he called it the, the football version of the Gordie Howe hat Nice. <laughs> All right, well, that is going to wrap up episode 216 of the Get Around podcast. This is going to be a long show, man, because we're already at like – the Dua, Lipa took, the Dua Lipa took a long time. We're, we're, already at, we're already at 50 minutes, and we haven't even had what I'm imagining is gonna, probably going to be a 20 to 30-minute interview uh, with, um, with Brooke and Stephanie tomorrow. So uh, thank you all for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. This was a good show. I think so, yeah. It, it was you a lot of fun. Well. I mean, a, a lot of really good discussion. Uh, make sure you uh, pick up Sunday's edition of the Record Eagle where newspapers are sold to uh, find out who made the... 2022 record eagle all region dream team and then through the 16 and honorable mentions you can find it online as well at record-eagle.com 
Uh, I have been your host, Brendan Queeley. That has been James Cook. Episode 216 of the Get Around Podcast is in the books. Thank you.